It's been said that nothing is more financially educational and entertaining than the total financial hour, except possibly two total financial hours. <gasps> you don't mean? Yep. The Total Financial Hour with host Arif Halaby is now two hours, Sundays 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Oh my gosh! Great Scott! Learn about your financial power. The Total Financial Hour, uh, two hours with host Arif Halaby, Sundays 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. here on AM 870, The Answer. The Total Financial Hour is sponsored by TFS Financial Insurance Services and Total Financial Solutions Inc. The information on the show is not intended to be the primary basis for investment decisions and should not be used to provide financial advice. Please obtain the guidance of a financial professional regarding your particular financial concerns. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. This program reflects the views of Eric Halaby, CA Insurance License 0B93792 of TFS Financial Insurance Services. TFS Financial Insurance Services, CA Insurance License Number 0F22477, provides retirement income strategies using insurance and annuity products, which are guaranteed by the claims-paying ability of the issuing company. Financial security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Now higher income strategy. Learn from Arab Halabi. Hey, welcome to the show. Good morning. It's a live edition. Total financial hour. I'm Arab Halabi. Thanks for being with me this morning. Uh, boy, do we have a special guest and a special show for you. If you can stay tuned in, no, not for the first hour, but for the next two hours. I have special guest Eric Early. He's a gentleman who's running for congressional seat uh, against our beloved Adam Schiff. Uh, yeah, what, what's it, pencil neck Schiff? We would not call names. I don't think that's – oh, yeah. You know, listen, we, we've got some challenges here in California. Wouldn't you agree? I mean, one of the biggest mistakes I see that time and again most people have no idea – is how many, number one, how many folks are fleeing the state of California? Now, I say fleeing <laughs> as if, you know, there's a volcano coming and they're like, run, run for your life. Yeah, in fact, I see that. And I see it happening in such a way, financially speaking, that in the last 24 years of my career, I have never seen, I have never seen this many people leaving the state of California for all sorts of re- reasons, including political persecution, right? Try to hold a MAGA flag. Or go to a neighborhood, any place in the west side, or you know, three-quarters of the San Fernando Valley. Put up a flag that says, I support President Trump. Watch your, key, uh, your, your car get keyed. Right? Put up a sign that says, Black Lives Matter, Antifa rules, and what do you have? Nothing. Nothing, because the right doesn't do that. You, I mean, you understand that? I don't know if that's right or wrong, but we don't play by that set of rules we're the decent we're the gentlemen i guess we could see how far the british got with their gentlemanly uh, uh you know behavior in the revolutionary war so so i don't know maybe you're going to see the right start to to get a bit more violent uh, you've heard me say this before time and again you know the left is the is like a dial right uh, logan uh my son who's an amazing young man who works for us brought this to my attention once and he said Arif, the the right is like a switch That means what it does is it's nothing, 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 100%. But the left's violence is a dial. A little bit up, a little bit down, raising it, lowering it. And as they adjust it for their wishes, what they're constantly doing behind the scenes is creating an environment where businesses 
leave. Now, when businesses leave, tax revenue leaves. Why? Because jobs go. And when jobs leave, what you have on the other side is families say, well, we can't afford to stay here. And so the government says, we're going to give you more money, and then we'll give you even more money. Until eventually, the state of California now has a bankruptcy uh, looming on the horizon. You know, the dirty secret that uh, nobody's really talking about is what's happening behind the scenes. And really, that is that with people fleeing California, with the politics being so one-sided in this state where they've just approved another discrimination play, which is called affirmative action, right? Remember, we're not supposed to look at people's race. It's incredible to think the amount of young men and women who work their tail off minorities, females, whatever, they get into a position to where they're getting into the better jobs, uh, they're getting better positions in universities, and then what happens is this. They arrive under the affirmative action cloud, and you know how unfair it is to those people? It's simple. The, the untold secret behind the scenes is everybody looks at them and says, did you get here because you were qualified or because of something you couldn't control? Right? I mean, I, mean what can, I can't control my race. I can't control my sex. I can't control who my parents are. But I can control my character. I can control what I do, what I say, why I think certain things are right or wrong and give an explanation in my thoughts and my processes. And that's the reason we brought in Mr. Eric Early. Now, if you're fortunate enough to, to stay tuned through, the, through our show normally, you'll know that he follows our show. But Eric Early is a candidate running for Adam Schiff's seat. We're going to try to fix California both politically and financially. And that's what this next two-hour program is about. I urge you to stay tuned for the second hour because this is going to be an interesting, uh, I don't know, interesting conversation. Eric Early, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Eric. Always a pleasure being on your show, buddy. You're welcome. You know, we've uh, been back and forth. We've had you for probably the last two years. It's, it's been great having you, your political ideas, your influence. Uh, tell me a little bit about you as an introduction. Let's say somebody just met you for the first time. Well, Arif, I'm not a politician. How's that for starters? Even That's though surprised. I'm running against the worst congressman of our lifetime, a guy named Adam Schiff. Uh, I am the managing partner of a law firm. We have between 25 and 30 attorneys. We practice in courts all around the nation. We do business litigation, real estate litigation, uh, entertainment litigation, uh, title insurance litigation, uh, people, uh, you know, battles between people, uh, you know, contract stuff, fraud stuff. And, uh, you know, I'm very blessed because uh, I am the managing partner of that firm and it it gives me the ability to uh, do what I'm doing now, and um, I also have an incredible family. I've got uh, two kids of my own. I'm an empty nester. I've got a grandson. I've got a wonderful fiance. She's got two grown children of her own, and uh, we have uh, between us three dogs and a cat. And uh, you know, so it's uh, we have a blessed life. And I decided to get in this race against Schiff because. Um, I just didn't see anybody good step up, and uh, and we need to send him into political retirement. Now, Adam Schiff is uh, well-known for his efforts to impeach the president. In fact, he's also well-known as a, as a perpetual liar. The things that he said yes. on news, uh, oh, well, I'm the, the top – he thought nobody was going to ever get access to his, quote, top-secret information and his sources. And when it all came out, we realized he was nothing but a liar. Well, uh, Arif, you know, Adam Schiff is a pathological liar. Uh, 
a lot of people realized when the transcripts that he was trying desperately to never allow to be released were finally uh, released, uh, forced to be released by the Trump administration. But I knew from day one of the Russia hoax that this guy was looking at me as just uh, John Q. Public watching TV uh, every time this knucklehead would get on. Uh, I knew when he'd come on TV way back when, when he'd be telling us he had proof that Donald Trump had colluded with the Russians to get elected, I knew he was lying to my face. I mean, the notion that Donald Trump would have colluded with Russians to get elected is one of the most ridiculous things I ever ha- heard in my life. And yet this character, uh, Schiff, from his perch on the uh, you know the intelligence committee, he'd walk out from behind closed doors – He'd make it sound like he had uh, yeah just he, uncovered it. Yeah, he'd it's make a, it look like he had just seen the the golden you know the holy grail to yes. collusion, and then he'd be interviewed by the mainstream media, and he'd say, "I've seen you know concrete evidence that the president colluded with the Russians." This went on for three years. I got more and more angry, uh, more and more pissed off about it, and I didn't see anybody step up. So last July, I stepped up, and I'm very happy I did. And since then, we've had uh, the impeachment hoax. And um, so I don't like the man personally. Even though I don't know him, I don't like him. I don't have an ounce of respect for him, and I'm very happy to be going against him. You know, him. Adam is part of that uh, swamp that the president promised to uh, unveil and, and kind of weed out. But what most people, you know, what I care about is the thinking public. I'm a math guy. That's all. I, you know, listen, I, I, I'm well, trying to be you're logical. smarter than me, buddy. <laughs> I do my best to just look at numbers. I look at reality. I trust my gut, right? 10 years, 11 years as a police officer on the street, you don't survive if you're not, if you don't have that gut instinct, you know, it's part of that part of the deal. But what I understood was this. You're telling me that the president interfered with the election at the same time that President Obama's controlled President Obama controlled all branches of the intelligence committee mm-hmm. had uh, intel surveillance now even behind the scenes it was his baby yeah you know uh, listen what the Obama administration did and what Barack Obama did to spy on the incoming president to spy on his uh, election effort before he was even elected and to continue the spying post-election makes what Richard Nixon did in Watergate look like peanuts. Absolutely. In Watergate, you had a few bumbling bur- burglars break in you know, to uh, the Watergate Hotel, take a couple files on the opposing uh, presidential candidate. Uh, Nixon uh, then covered that up. He didn't want that information to come out. Here... We have the president of the United States. We also have this uh, this chowderhead named Biden uh, and and their whole Comey, the whole group, using the most intrusive uh, intelligence gathering sources the world has ever known to spy on the Trump administration and the pre-Trump administration. And they are not getting they're getting nobody's coming after them. the mainstream media won't talk about it. I real, you know, unfortunately, we're going to have to deal with history to get back at what has happened. But is this makes Watergate look like peanuts? And thank God, we have a president who is strong enough to fight back against these folks. And then you have their grand enabler, my opponent, Adam Schiff. He is really a cover-up factory. Every time somebody starts getting close to something that would point the finger at Obama, Hillary Clinton, Biden, whatever. 
up pops this, uh, you know, this swamp creature number one, Adam Schiff, uh, sounding all self-important, sounding like he knows what he's talking about, being thrown softballs by the uh, mainstream media to divert into something else, which two years later turns out to be an absolute nothing and pack of lies. Look, it, it was their uh, goal was to shut down the financial growth that this country was going to uh, obtain mm-hmm. under President Trump. And that's for you guys. I mean, you understand it's like this petty politic thing that they do instead of being on the side of the president and guiding him. Right. He's always been known to compromise. And instead of that happening from a financial standpoint, what we started seeing was we're going to uh, damn the torpedoes. We're going to forget the, the normal everyday American, the folks that are just working for their families, that have a pension, that have a retirement plan, that are just trying to survive for some internal political beef that they don't seem to be able to end and and now their 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 goal was 4 years of derailing this president as if they could just hold their breath for 4 years and don't worry you people uh we're politicians and we have uh um, you know we have a pension i mean you understand that right three terms in congress and you have a pension that's it 6 years two terms as a senator you have a pension oh yeah your medical is covered for the rest of your life mm-hmm. So these are things that occur, guys, where the president has has uh, really stepped up. This is where I want to focus. I want to give you a couple of things. 888-99-RETIRE. That's our phone number. That should be able to get you into the studio as well today. 888-99-RETIRE. That's 888-997-3847. 888-997-3847. All right. If you want to ask a question of Adam, of, uh, of Eric early, well, I guess, you know, Adam Schiff. Wouldn't that be great if he called in? I don't know if he has the courage. He uh, you doesn't. know, I'd love it, Arif. He would never call in a million years, but boy, would I love it for him to call. And, you know, I've been uh, challenging this guy to a debate uh, every time I get, every chance I get. I'm going to challenge him to a debate right now. This guy's running scared. He's never run into anything like me before. And uh, I'm going to uh, take it to him. And it's not going to be like the softballs of the Chuck Todds, the Anderson Coopers, the Rachel Maddows. Uh, the Jake Tappers, that entire crowd of pathetic Democrat supporters uh, who will do anything to uh, support my opponent, Schiff. It's time that he faces the music, so I do want to debate him. And, yeah, it would be great if he called in today. Let's start right now, Mr. Schiff. <laughs> I know, I'll tell you something, Eric. His people follow me. His people listen know to they me. Yep. They listen to my shows. I don't know if they know I'm on your show today. I'm sure they'll be listening to my show, which starts at noon today. And... Uh, and uh, you know, have you know, you guys are out there listening. Have your have your guy call in. Let's let's have a little talk with uh, the uh, the worst congressman of our time. Hey, uh, Adam Schiff, interns, ready? Triple eight ninety nine retire. Triple eight ninety nine retire. Eric, if uh, our, our clients really want reliable retirement income, they want to enjoy the decades, in many cases, many many decades of w- hard work and effort that they've done raising families, helping others, paying their taxes. Now today. We're worried if Adam Schiff wins again, he's going to waste even more tax dollars on yet another scam investigation yep. of President Trump. Will that necessi- uh, necessitate another tax hike? Because th- this is getting out of control. They're, they're, we're running out of money, guys. You know, Arif, uh, we need in our district, the 28th District of California, which is West Hollywood, Hollywood, Hollywood Hills, Los Feliz, Silver Lake, Echo Park, Glendale, Burbank, La Cunada, Flint Ridge, Sunland, 
Tahunga, a sliver of Pasadena. We need a congressman again who actually cares about the district, who wants to work with all the problems we're dealing with, including some of the things you're touching on today, which is we have to dig out from this really this depression that COVID has dropped on our country. Um, businesses have gone under small and large. Others are teetering on the verge. So many people lost jobs. So many people, whatever safety net they had, uh, is gone. And, uh, you know, I'm the only person in this race, based on my 27 years as an attorney representing every stakeholder in the in, who's involved in what, what's going to take to get this uh, – this district back on its feet financially and everything else. Schiff has none of those skills. You know, Eric, you've you've talked in the past about the different clients that you and your firm have represented. Folks, it's really a background of you and me. It's small business. It's successful people. It's it's the underdog. It's even really successful people. It's even very uh, medium and large size companies. I share that with you because don't you want somebody who has a perspective of what it takes to hear multiple sides of the story. And not always opens up the book and says, no matter what, I'm going straight to the left. I don't care what logic brings me. Mm-hmm. But you seem to have a much much more of a uh, general approach and even a, a more fair and balanced approach. When well, thank you, Arif. You know, I run in this race for people of all races, creeds, colors, sexual orientation. As long as they're American citizens, they're law-abiding, I, am, uh, I will fight for every one of them. Uh, we have to get our hands wrapped around not only problems I talked about, there are other, you know, major problems. Uh, this guy, Schiff, wants to defund our police. You know, I, I, I so thank you for your service, and I'm such a huge supporter of law enforcement and, uh, you know, the heroic acts we, the you know, law enforcement does every single day of the week around the country tens of thousands of acts of heroism, uh, acts of kindness, acts of goodness. You never see any of that stuff on video. Uh, so I support them tremendously. Schiff wants to defund the cops. I want to increase funding to the cops. We cannot have a nation of chaos. We need law and order. It protects everybody all across the political spectrum. Uh, as far as these crazies that are out there looting, we need to get our hands on them. And uh, I've got some ideas as to how to deal with them also. You know, in 1991, 1992, there were riots. In fact, 91, there were riots ahead of the, uh, the quote, Rodney King riots. When I was in West L.A. Division in Westwood, we had countless Westwood riots. Oh, I don't know, five, six of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, literally, it was the second day I arrived. I was transferred from... Uh, Foothill Division over into West L.A. Division. It's 1991, probably May, June. And uh, boom, like day two. Welcome aboard. Yeah. For a year and a half, two years, I never wore my helmet because we didn't have any riots or anything to wear. Second day in West L.A. Division, we had riots. Mm. And I thought, you got to be kidding. This is what this is what this side of the of the hill is like. You know, I'm a 20, 22, 23-year-old kid. Yep. I'm thinking this is a, a pretty crazy opportunity. Well, you know, that reminds me. I see so many uh, of the men and women on the street protecting all of us. And so many of them are 22 and 21-year-old kids. There are children. You know, I see so many of these brave folks out there, and they remind me of my kids. And I just, I just want to protect them. They are out there protecting us. They're out there getting this terrible rap from these, really, these savages and psychos out there. And, and what's remarkable to me, Arif, is in this day and age where the cops are getting you know, getting hit left, right, and center from these crazy on our side. Our our political, quote-unquote, leaders in this state will not step up and support them. Schiff 
is a spineless worm. He just he supports Black Lives Matter. Garcetti is a spineless worm. He just paid 150 million dollars in ransom to who knows who. Uh, you know, Newsom has no guts whatsoever. He's an it, empty it seems suit. Like we need our leaders to be leaders again. The state of California has suffered substantially in this uh, the last say 20 years of Democrat rule. In fact, the last election, every single incumbent Democrat that wanted to run, that ran, won. So the state of California is getting what it's supposed to get, right? It, it, it asked for it. We all get the leaders that we, we deserve. But one of the things I started to see here in the last week is this push for D.C. statehood. Washington, D.C. statehood, right? They were going to carve out a little bit of the capital and still kind of, quote, keep it autonomous. But they, were, they want Washington, D.C. to become a state. You know, I was thinking about this, and I thought, well, when was the last time that we had this kind of compromise? Well, it was Alaska and Hawaii. When Alaska and Hawaii came in, the reason they brought in both, Hawaii was a conservative state, Alaska was a liberal state. And the reason was because we wanted to not upset by political will the, uh, the balance of Democrat and, and Republican senators. In other words, two for you, two for me. And as they did that, now today, it's interesting, it's the opposite. Alaska is a conservative state and Hawaii is a, a liberal state. But these extra two senators make a difference. Well, that's the Democrat way. Instead of coming up with ideas, instead of financially improving the situation, their goal is simple. It's we're just going to push through and we're going to make you accept two more senators. So here's my proposal, Eric, and tell me your thoughts on this. California has had a move to split into two states, three states. There's been different moves, five states, whatever. There's a big move. It's called New California. It's to push California, basically San Francisco Bay, coastal counties, all the way down to Los Angeles County. And I don't know about staying exactly county pure, but keeping a rural and an urban separation and having one state be the uh, San Diego or Orange County, San Diego, and then some of the you know Imperial, Riverside, San Bernardino go all the way up and then keep that. Well, let's just look. If that's the case, if you want to bring in D.C., separate California into two states. Well, I'll tell you, I would want to read more about the new California plan. But I am uh, and I do believe, Arif, that the worm is going to turn again in this state and that the Republicans are going to take back this state again. Uh, I don't know how soon it's going to be, but I don't think it's as far down the line as uh, your your mainstream media would make uh, all of us believe. So uh I would love to take back this state as the state of California, as one California again. But if they, if that is prevented from happening from this incredible cluster uh, in the cities on the coast that you were describing of these far left-leaning folks, then I would absolutely uh, uh, be interested in, in possibly creating a new California because uh, for everybody out there, look at, look at the landmass alone. There are thousands and thousands of more acres of land in California that are red than are blue in California. And so that new California, that red state would be a massive state. And you can just imagine, Arif, uh, with your financial policies and, and the fina- financial uh, policies of Republicans, what we could turn that new California into, uh, that would be the uh, – the incredible financial machine of the world and the the uh, the job creator of the world and 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 the great life for so many people of the world uh uh you know uh you know for so many great americans uh in our in our in that state so you know i keep in mind to everything open mind to everything right now because uh 
because of everything that we've seen. Hey guys, 888-99-RETIRE. That's 888-997-3847. You have a question for Eric Early, candidate against uh, the infamous Adam Schiff. We want to put him into retirement. Uh, it's interesting to me, of course, that, that his pension is going to be fine. Lifetime medical, isn't that great? Adam Schiff, he votes for Obamacare for you, which led to the closing of dozens of hospitals here in Southern California. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you, do you guys understand this, right? COVID, uh, airplane crash, earthquakes, all of those things really tax our healthcare system. And when it did, the Obamacare reared its ugly head, gave us, gave us an example of what that was going to be, and, and today we saw it. Hospital shut down, people rushing around, ICU beds uh, having an issue. Look, look, triple eight ninety nine retire. I need you to do a couple of things. Give us a call. I want you to talk to Adam Schiff. Uh, Adam Schiff. I keep saying that. I want Adam Schiff to call. Him. Don't want- say that, Eric. <laughs> Don't say that, buddy. Let's give Eric we early a take chance. Take that guy down. My biggest concern with Adam is this: he's not done anything for our state while he's been in office. In fact. He's usually the one that's leading the charge to make you and I in this state less valuable. Give me one quick idea. Hey, Eric, if I did this, the state of California would be a better place to live for you and me. Keep people from having to leave and having to retire outside of the state of California. I got one quick idea for Mr. Schiff. Since he wants to defund our police, we should defund his personal security protection. And he should start paying for that out of his pocket. Uh, enough of I've had an, and the same for Garcetti, by the way, the same for Newsom. I'm tired of these hypocrites who are going to put all of us in danger, who have been responsible, along with their comrades up at, up in, uh, you know, the Politburo in Sacramento for turning California into a criminal's paradise. Uh, you know, there is no there is no group of people in America more who wants to move to California than than the criminals, except perhaps those who want to live on the streets. So uh, we got to get control. We got to get our hands around everything in this. All right, folks, stay with me. Special edition for the next two hours. Mr. Eric Early running against uh, our wonderful Adam Schiff here in the San Fernando Valley. He's I'm being Eric facetious. <laughs> Eric Early's my special guest. I'm Eric Hallaby. Stay with me on the Total Financial Hour. Triple eight ninety nine retire. That's triple eight ninety nine retire. Eric Hallaby, the Total Financial Hour. Stay with me. We'll be right back. Higher income strategy. I'll retire comfortably. Financial security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power. Total Financial Hour. Now higher income strategy. Learn from Arab Halabi. Learn about financial power. The Total Financial Hour. Hey guys, welcome back. Thanks for staying with me. I appreciate it. Special edition. We're talking to Eric Early, candidate against uh, our favorite. Favorite man to hate, a guy who doesn't really even have a personality, Adam Schiff. No personality. And not only that. Personality of a piece of plywood. (laughs) (laughs) It's the 28th district uh, here in California, California's 28th district for Congress. Uh, Eric Early is running uh, against Adam Schiff. Now, look, Eric, Adam Schiff has an enormous budget of dollars coming into him. Democratic National Committee, everybody else. Your message needs to get out. Because financially speaking, if we have more Republicans in Congress, in fact, if we have more Republicans representing the state of California, Mike Garcia uh, won his special election, and we hope he'll continue to, to win in the general. 
which is great because he flipped back the, the infamous Katie Hill seat, uh, the 25th up in, up in Santa Clarita, Simi Valley area, the Antelope Valley. This 28th district, if we can get that back into a, a, a Republican hands, it can send a message to oh. back off the craziness. Are you kidding me? That Nancy Pelosi and her, her clan are, is running. What are some of your ideas to beat that pocketbook? Well, you know, uh, first of all, if we manage to take back the 28th, it would send in a political earthquake throughout the nation um, uh, because uh, Schiff is thought of as, at least by his party, as invulnerable. Uh, he's been in office 20 straight years. Uh, but, you know, Arif, until about three years ago, nobody ever knew who this guy Schiff was. He was just another congressman. You know, he'd be uh, doing his stuff behind closed doors. He never did a darn thing for our district. Uh, and then he decided to turn uh, President Trump into his full-time obsession. So now the the people know about him, and many people don't like him. And many people uh, who are, you know, I've got to, I've thankfully I've got the great Republican vote. Uh, I've got to be converting uh, moderate Democrats and those no party preference who uh, who uh, who want to come over and vote for me. And I got to tell you, uh, we are seeing and hearing more and more from people out there that they are just done with this guy's shift for all the reasons. But I'll tell you, you know, I've got a message that, um, you know, I'm certainly anti-tax and I'm anti-regulation on business. And I, 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 I think I firmly believe we have to stop the flow of illegal immigration. I support legal immigrants. I support law and order, as I've said before. I've got other me- messages, however, that cross the board. You know, like I said earlier, I can roll up my sleeves and I will roll up my sleeves with all the stakeholders, the businesses, big and small, the workers groups, the, uh, you know, law enforcement, uh, teachers, uh, you know, uh, uh, independent contractors and everybody you could possibly think of to get us back from the depths of COVID. Schiff has none of those skills. I've been doing that stuff for 27 years as an attorney. Uh, you know, they're a huge issue that's attracting a lot of people who would otherwise uh, vote Democrat, which is this AB5 issue. Uh, it's a job killer from these nuts up in, in, in Sacramento uh, where they are you know, with limited exception, you can't work as an independent contractor anymore. Well, my district is filled with independent contractors, and I so support them. And guess what? Schiff is supporting, in fact, co-sponsored a bill that would uh, outlaw independent contractors nationwide. It's pending in Congress right now. Let me so, give you. Let me yeah. give you some numbers, guys. This this is pretty important. Three hundred and sixty-seven people a day in two thousand seventeen left the state of California. That's that's terrible. 2018, you ready for this, guys? 2018, 502 people a day left the state of California. Mm-hmm. Now, that's net, meaning some came and some left, counting. So do you think they're the poorest people that leave that say, oh, I'm going to go get the free benefits out of El Paso. I'm going to go get free benefits from Phoenix or from – no. It's the middle class. It's the folks with a half a million dollars or $2 million. It's the folks with a pension or a small social security check, some equity in their home that says, you know, I just can't afford to stay here. You know, good law-abiding, tax-paying Americans, and that's the last thing any state can lose. Because as you know, Arif, you're the financial guru. Uh, it's easy to tax everybody into submission if you're one of these far-left Democrats that pay for anything. But when the folks who pay the taxes are gone, who's going to pay those bills? It's, the, it's exactly right. When you see behind the scenes that Florida was so smart, because what did Florida do? Very simple. Florida said, come down here with your New York, Boston, uh, your, your New Jersey 
pensions, your Detroit auto worker, bring your pension dollars mm-hmm. down here, and we're not going to tax you. Right. So what Florida did way smart uh, years ago said your income is going to be tax free. Here's why: because you will spend money, but you won't take a job. Important, right? You're going to provide multiple jobs, but you're not going to take a job. Meaning, I get to pay for two, three, five, twenty different people to have a job. If I'm spending my social security or my pension check in a place like Florida or Texas, right? There's a reason people are flocking to Arkansas and Alabama and Mississippi. You guys run around and say, oh, I would never move there. It's the weather. And everybody has, it's the weather. Well, how about this, guys? Have you thought about for just a minute that six months in a day anywhere, and that's your residence? You know, the Democrats have run people out of this state. Here's another number for you. Ready? It's called the CalPERS, California Public Employee Retirement System. Millions of you are on it. Many of you don't even live in the state and you're collecting. $240 billion upside down. That's what the Democrats have done. You want to continue a Democrat rule in the state of California. Look at how many dollars are upside down. And I love it when pension companies, um, LAPD, I, I, as a retiree, right, I, I get their le- literature. And it said, we were 93% funded. And now because of COVID, we're going to be less and there's going to be things. Da, da, da. Okay, th- that's under an assumption of what, seven, seven and a half percent interest rate? You're not going to get that. So what's the real number? Yeah, the the pensions, uh, they're the uh, sort of the sort of Damocles waiting to uh, take down the state financially out there. And we just have not had any responsible leadership uh, in decades to uh, deal with that. And uh, instead, they go the other way, and they continue raising our taxes to try and overcome the massive financial problems of the state. Triple eight ninety nine retire. Triple eight ninety nine retire. Eric Early, my special guest candidate for the twenty eighth district here in California. If you pay attention, Adam Schiff just keeps on running. He's been running since two thousand. Yep. And he he was in the twenty seventh district, and then the twenty ninth, and then you right. He bounced around because they redistrict gerrymandered is what it's called. And they redistrict, unless Jerry was a slaveholder, we'll change that name too. Uh, <laughs> you know, Schiff is a professional political hack. Uh, he practiced law for five years, by the way, being paid by the taxpayers because he, he was a government lawyer. He got into politics uh, ages ago, and he's been living off the taxpayers' dole ever since, never been paid uh, a cent, to my knowledge, from, uh, from something other than the taxpayers. And he's all about, at the end of the day, doing whatever it takes, saying whatever it takes to stay in political power and to increase his political profile. And this is not the way our country, our founders designed this country. It was not designed for these people to get into office and then stay there forever. Rather, it was designed for people like you and I to come out of the private sector. We've led lives. We have experience in the real world, dealing with real-world problems, running businesses, uh, you know, uh, you know, dealing with all the things about running businesses, having families, and then coming in, bringing our expertise to government, and then getting the heck out. You know, it's interesting when you think back as to the history of who served, right, whether it was congressmen and women, whether it's uh, governors, state legislatures, they were usually people that said, oh, I have something to bring because mm-hmm. I represent cattle farmers or I represent uh, the, the ranchers of, of sheep in the north or the south, right? There was always a politician who came with an idea that says, I'm going to bring street-level experience to my industry. Yes, sir. Steel, whatever it might be. Okay. 
Well, now we seem to have these political hacks whose only thing that they're bringing to the, to the state, to the, to the world, is simple. It, it's, the, it's the group that says, I'm just here because I'm here. Adam Schiff's expertise is to dream up hoaxes and lie to the American people for as long as the mainstream media will let him do it. That's his political expertise. You know, I'll give you one thing that I'm desperately uh, that I desperately want to bring to uh, government. You know, Arif, and I'm going to be talking about this in the next segment starting at noon. Uh, we got to get control of our schools again. Our our public schools and and many of our private schools have become breeding grounds for Marxist indoctrination. You want to know where these kids who are out there tearing down our statues are coming from? Look at the last 20 years of the brainwashing they've gone through. Uh, I, I am leading a lawsuit right now in Santa Barbara County, representing several hundred great citizens up there. We're suing the public school district, and we're suing one of these outrageous organizations. That's, it's like a, I call it a brainwashing organization, coming in, teaching the kids anti-American, uh, anti-capitalist, anti-Caucasian, anti-religion, on and on, terrible stuff. We're working to get them out of the school. I want to get to Washington. I got plans to do that around the country. Eric, it looks like we have a caller. His name is Ralph from Whittier. Let me see if I can bring him up here. Hey, Ralph, are you on? Hey, Eric, yeah. Hey, great. Uh, this is Ralph from Whittier. Welcome, Eric Early, running for the 28th District. I have a question regarding the dealer record of sales fees. Uh, they've gone up to like, oh, they're forty-seven nineteen per transaction now. That money was supposed to, by law, was supposed to have been directed towards uh, firearm safety, uh, things to do with hunting, and to the best of the knowledge of most of the, the FFL dealers I deal with, that money is actually going to the general fund and isn't being used for anything that it was supposed to be set for. Uh, and that fee's increased, I think, twice within the last year. It was $25, I believe, a year and a half ago went to 35 and now it's 47 yeah ralph this is uh, eric early speaking um thanks so much for your great question uh first of all you know we have a a regime up there one party regime they like nothing better than to increase taxes and especially when it comes to firearm sales nothing uh, excites them more because this is the same regime that wants to take away everybody's uh, second amendment rights and I, I know one thing so many people have learned, if they didn't already know it from the last few uh, weeks, is thank God we have our Second Amendment rights. But uh, this is what happens, Ralph. Uh, they bring in taxes, and the what they how they sell it to the public is they're going to do you know good things with it. Uh, the things that you describe, for example, relating to firearms. What always happens is they tax us into submission. The money disappears into the system. This state is financially bankrupt. It disappears into the general fund. It never goes for the purpose that they uh, claim it will go when they want to try and, uh, you know, soft pedal a tax increase. So, uh, you know, we just have to stop the ongoing tax increases. I'll give you another example of this, Ralph. There was uh, the effort to repeal the gas tax a couple years ago. I was a big supporter of that, to uh, stop the gas tax. Uh, well, the other side put millions of dollars into advertising saying that if you uh, if you vote in favor of this repeal of the gas tax, uh, we won't have the money needed to uh, make our roads safe. They came out and said all the money from taxes comes in makes the roads safe. Guess what? Uh, the repeal lost because of falsehoods and misrepresentations and flat-out lies by the uh, people running our state. 
and all that money that's coming in taxes uh, from gas taxes that we're all paying anywhere from 20 to 60 cents a gallon, none of it has gone into fixing our roads. So uh, this is California right now, Ralph. This is the ruling regime we have up there, this one-party state. We've got to get Republicans back in power. We've got to start talking the truth to the people of California again. I could go on and on about this, but um, Eric, thanks for your call. Yeah, we have a couple of things when we're talking about the budget of Caltrans. I don't think most people I don't think most people have figured out that the budget of Caltrans is 17 billion dollars. That's 2016. We're probably close to 20 billion right now. I mean, do you understand? 20 billion dollars. 18,415 staff. Spoke to a friend of mine who was uh, working up in Sacramento at the time. He said, "Eric, we've uncovered around 3,000 duplicate jobs. 3,000 people that were doing something getting a pension, getting mm-hmm. paid, and they didn't have to be there. Yep. And the Democrat legislature said, we're not going to do that. We're not going to cancel it. We're not going to furlough these people. We're not, even if you don't lay them off, you just say, hey, listen, we're going to transfer you to another job that's an opening. We're not going to hire for a while, and we're going to let some attrition take place. You know, Eric, one of the huge problems with that, uh, and there's so many huge problems with that, is when you have a state that cares about uh, really taking care of job creators, Unlike California, which does everything possible to make small business owners, big business owners, job creators, uh, make them believe like they're not wanted because of all the taxes and regulations that are constantly dropped on on everybody from uh, from this Politburo up in Sacramento. So you lose your job creators. So many of them either leave the state or don't come here in the first place. So who's creating the jobs? You have these governments creating government jobs. And as you said, so many of those government jobs simply are not necessary. Uh, you know, I believe in, in, in free enterprise. I know you do, too. Uh, let, let the market take care of itself. And one way to do that is don't kill job creators be, before they even start. We have this character Newsom up there who's done everything possible to, uh, to put Tesla now on the uh, verge of leaving our state. Uh, and, uh, and we cannot let things like that happen. We should be bringing the Teslas of the world to California. Just like California used to be, we had GM, we had Ford, we had huge, huge, great job manufacturers here. So many of them have, have just run from the state. We had, uh, folks, when we're thinking about the, the savings and the differences that you and I have, uh, how we create revenue, how we work, you don't have to have ever owned a business to understand that a small or even medium-sized business sometimes has a tough day, right? Sometimes has a tough month. We want a politician who understands what it takes to go through, pays the bills, comes out on the other side, and at the really at the bottom line is understands what it's like to write their name and sign their name on the front end of the paycheck, not just the back. And important to know that because I think if you have small business leaders or business leaders across the board that represent the different, that's what it was about. That's the reason that you have two senators from Iowa and, uh, and Ohio, just like you do from Washington State and Texas and California and Florida. Right? They may have smaller populations, but they represent a viewpoint of American corn uh, growers or American wheat farmers or cattle ranchers. I mean, do you understand? The difference is just isn't uh, Silicon Valley makes the world tick. You can't eat a microchip. You, you can't drive an automobile that was made out of, uh, you, you know, computer zeros and ones. It has to be physically put together with steel and aluminum. 
And so that whole, quote, Rust Belt that they like to say, Eastern Pennsylvania or Western Pennsylvania, right, that, that entire area that is really turned into Trump world, where are you going to go? You know, we're up to around close to 100%, Eric, of my clients that retired in 2020, nearly 100% of them that retire now are leaving the state. That's a shocking number. It's unbel- it used to be two or three out of 10 because their daughter had a baby. They lived over mm-hmm. here. They're, they're, they went back home wherever they were from uh, originally. Today, people are saying, listen, my son has a job in Denver. My daughter has a job in Seattle. Eh, I could be anywhere. Listen, Arif, I, you know, as shocking as it is, I certainly understand that. You know, I remember a couple months ago, I made a call to a potential uh, donor to my campaign, and his phone number was listed in California. We dial it, and he says, Eric, I'd love to support you, but I'm living in Texas now. I moved out, and the money I'm saving in personal in- income tax, I'm putting two of my kids through college with. So, Unbelievable. Uh, you, know, you know, I want people to stay here. I do believe we're going to get our hands back on this state and do what's needed to make the Golden State golden again. But um, I-, I get it. It's going to take us having a victory, just like President Trump won Michigan and went through that entire central part of the country. Men and women that were taken advantage of. Folks, if you live in the 28th district, you understand how much you are abused and used. Right? You've given, whether you like it or not, permission for Adam Schiff yep. to take your taxpayer dollars and waste it. Where do you think, what do you think they're going to do next? Well, I, I got an idea. They're going to raise your taxes. Yeah. You know, Arif, the 28th District is responsible for putting this guy's shift into power and for leaving him there. And we are the only group of people on earth, short of him getting impeached or removed from office, we're the only people on earth in the 28th that can get Schiff out of office. This vote in in November, starting with the mail-ins in October, is incredibly support. It's so important. We need everybody to vote. Please vote for me. Get this guy Schiff out. If for no other reason that he's been in office for 20 years and it's time for a change. Eric, how do we get a hold of you? What's a good way to, to donate to your campaign and to find out more about you? www.ericearly.com, E-R-I-C-E-A-R-L-Y.com. Please go to it, read all about me, uh, donate every, no matter what size the donation is. Uh, it's incredibly helpful. Folks, you don't realize the ten, fifteen, five hundred dollar donations. It makes a difference. It was and a it, big jump there, Eric. Yeah, for a math guy, fifteen <laughs> to five hundred. But <laughs> because I want, I want people to put money in to make a difference. I want people to stand up because across the board, unfortunately or fortunately, you get to decide the game you're playing. The rules that you're playing by says, figure it out, you win. Don't figure it out, you lose. What is it that we figure out? How to get the right people in power. Right, Because the same thing happens. At the, when you turn around, you're going to be able to hold uh, Eric accountable and say, Eric, look, we're not, right. ha- we're not happy with this. Adam Schiff has become such a pompous uh, individual, so arrogant. He thinks oh, so you guys arrogant. are going to continue to vote for him regardless. You know, Eric, he thinks he's the boss and we're all his serfs. He thinks the money he's spending is his money and not our money. He's forgotten that we represent and we work for the people. And the money that we're making these decisions about is the people's money. He's totally forgotten that. This is, uh, you know, we the people control the government. Schiff thinks it's 
we the political hacks control the people. We must send him into retirement. Folks, triple eight ninety nine retire. We got time for a couple more questions. Triple eight ninety nine retire. And plus, that phone number works all week long. You get a chance to give us a call and uh, let us know what you think. If you have questions or concerns uh, in the financial world, sometimes we can help. My job is reliable retirement income. We try to make sure that we, listen when we sit down with you. Our goal is: can we help you? Maybe we can. Maybe we can't. Our focus is always safety. That means safety first. Your principal, reasonable rates of return. Our goal is to sit there and have, you know, a reasonable history. Can we create a way to make money and build it so you never run out of money when it comes to retirement? And look, for a lot of you, you're leaving the state. For a lot of you, you're sending dollars in many other places. Hey, uh, Eric, let's pull up one more call. We have Kathleen from Van Nuys. Okay. Hey, Kathleen. There we go. Hey, you know what? I'll tell you something. There's a lot of people I've talked to and pass the word on about you and I think I I, I think I think you're fantastic. Oh you're awesome you, Kathleen. Thank you. You are a keeper. Thank uh, you. So Thank you. The, the thing is and uh you know I've uh, um there's there's people that I'm so much against like uh Yuri Martinez and Garcetti and all of this here yep. on on the, uh pulling and defunding the police department. Mm-hmm. Kathleen, so I just I just want to know that you got you got my vote. Kathleen this is Eric speaking. You're awesome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your support and uh, I really appreciate everything you have to say. Kathleen, when did you may I ask a couple questions? When did you come to the state of California? That's Arif speaking. Yes. I'm here. I was born here in California. Okay. I'm a native. You are, just like me. I was born in, in Hollywood and and moved to the valley when I was well but but a child. Tell I was me, born in Los Angeles. Perfect. I have about 30 seconds left. I want to know one thing from you. What? I, what kind of changes have you seen in your lifetime here in the state of California? Uh, the trust. I, I there you go. That, uh, you know, Kathleen, this is Eric trust. speaking. That is a great way to describe it in the little time that you had left on Eric's show. But you're right. We've lost trust, and we've lost trust in who's running this state. You can't believe a word they say. They tell us one thing, they do completely the opposite, and we don't realize they've done the opposite till a couple years later. They're, 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 like I said, there's a pathological liar. You got it. You and, got it. And, I mean, <laughs> and your, your opponent doesn't stand a chance against you. Oh, you're beautiful, Kathleen. Well, thank you, we Kathleen. Love you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> we appreciate you calling in. Hey, folks, uh, we're going to continue here uh, the second half of the hour, and that's going to be very unfortunate for you because as we continue with our special two-hour show here with Eric Early, I'll be the guest on his show, and that's pretty important you think about this because in your life, you and I have a couple of things to think about. How are you going to financially manage your retirement and Physically speaking, is that going to be here in the state of California? Well, get a chance to learn more. Coming up, Eric Early. I get to be the guest on his show. I'm Eric Hallaby. Thanks for being with me. 888-99 retire. 888-99 retire. This is the Total Financial Hour on AM 870. The answer. Total 